Elections becoming extinct? Pulling out of world government? EU's top diplomat, hey, Palestinian state may need to be imposed on Israel from outside, and the Arab plan to end Israel's war in Gaza is to create a Palestinian state. It's all very prophetic and dominating the headlines, and we will discuss these and many other topics all while taking your calls on this open line edition of The End Time Show. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. I do thank you for joining me on this edition of the End Time Show. I am going to be taking your calls today. The number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. Call in any time. We'll get started right off the bat if you guys want to do that. Um, before we get to that, let me. I got an announcement here. I'm going to be in doing a prophecy conference in Winsboro, Louisiana, this coming Saturday and Sunday. And I'm sorry, it's going to be Sunday morning, Sunday night. A little bit of a, a difference there from my normal conferences, but I'll be at the Winsboro UPC 2510 Loop Road, Winsboro, Louisiana. I'll be there Sunday morning, January 21st at 10.30 a.m., and I'll be teaching the, the new lesson, The Green Horseman and World War III. And then Sunday evening, January 21st at 6 p.m., I'll be doing uh, some breaking prophecy news, and then we'll have an evangelistic service. If you've never been in an evangelistic service uh, at one of these churches, you've got to come and experience this. God could do anything. I mean, He could heal somebody. He could deliver you of something. He could... Um, heal a marriage, he could, you know, somebody could be born again. I mean, anything can happen in one of these meetings. So certainly want to um, invite you all, anybody in that area. We've had people come from other states to come to these conferences. So if you're anywhere in the Winsboro, Louisiana, I guess that's maybe northern, north central uh, Louisiana. It's near um, Monroe, somewhere around, I guess like an hour or 45 minutes or an hour from Monroe. Uh, we look forward to seeing you this weekend, and uh, what a great time we will have. Now, again, number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. Uh, before we get to the calls, uh, I'm, I'm actually waiting on the first call. Uh, let me mention First Cup Coffee. You know, as you can imagine, with everything going on in the news, we are essentially working around the clock to keep up with everything. I mean, World War III, world government, uh, precursors to the mark of the beast, it's just all happening so fast. And we are energized and motivated by our God-given purpose, but man, it sure is nice to come in here in the morning and get a fresh cup of first cup coffee. These guys are a Christian-owned Patriot coffee company out of the great state of Texas. They've got 11 different roasts named after specific pieces of American history. It's really cool. Uh, to see, you know, hey, which one are we drinking today? Are we drinking Washington? Or, uh, so it's pretty cool. So go to firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get 10% off. If you subscribe, they'll actually give you another 10% off. So go to firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get 10% off today. Okay, so 
until somebody wants to ask a question, uh, I'm going to go to a few news articles. The Daily Fetched, it's a news source, they published an article that said Klaus Schwab, this was at COP28, he was in an interview with a guy and he said that elections will soon be quaint relics of the past. Now, listen at this. He said that during this interview, Schwab and a guy named Bryn discussed digital technologies and how they could advance the World Economic Forum's uh, globalist agenda. Schwab said, so technology now and digital technology mainly have an analytical power. Now we can go into predictive power and we have seen this first, uh, first examples. He, he was talking to um, a guy named Bryn and he said, your company is very much involved in this. And then he made this comment, listen at this. He said, for digital technology would be able to replace voters in AI, artificial intelligence. He said, but then the, he said the next step could be that we could go into a prescriptive mode, which means you do not have to even have elections anymore because AI can already predict the outcome of the election, so there would be no more need for elections. Now, are you guys hearing what's going on here? This is what's going on in the mind of these globalists. If America moved off of our elect, electrician, uh, electric, um, election process, government wouldn't, wouldn't be uh, um, of the people, for the people, by the people anymore. It would be of the government, for the government, and by the government, which is almost like it is now, pretty much. And so, but a lot of people are really concerned about AI and the things it would lead to, and really it's just people programming this thing to do what the globalists really want to do, and that's to have a, tr a fully functioning world governing body. Well, Klaus Schwab came right out of COP28 and said, here's what we could do. The electoral process would become, the election process would become a relic of the past. Now, the Bible tells us, obviously, there's going to be a world governing body in, um, in the end time. It's going to be ran by the Antichrist. We're watching this happening. The COP28, the, um, COP which they dealt with um, fossil fuels, they dealt with climate, they dealt with, they had a religious element there. Uh, they had, they were dealing with food consumption and production. I mean, they dealt with everything. Although they were serving steaks and ribeyes and um, barbecue ribs and I mean all kinds of stuff. They're looking at how we produce and consume food, right? The world, but not the globalist. So it's, they're working right along with, it's, it was the United Nations Climate Summit. So it's World Government 101, everybody. What's what they want you to do is do what I say, but not as I do. It's world government. That's the United Nations is the seat of the end time world government in the earth today. There are people that has evolved many times since it was created in 1945 when the United Nations Charter was signed, but it's just an, an ever tightening noose around the neck of individuals on the planet uh, to get them to conform to the edicts of this world governing system. And we're watching it happen. I mean, I've got, I don't know how many articles here to go through, but um, that's just one of the ones that I wanted to show you how they are uh, looking to make, get everybody to conform to their edicts. And of course, that's what 
um, Revelation 13, verse 16 through 18 is all about the mark of the beast. Everybody's going to be given a number without which they won't be able to buy or sell. It's, it is them economically sanctioning you into compliance to the world governing body. This is, we're there. You understand that none of this has been possible until probably this generation that we're in right now. And with the invention of the computers, which is the invention of the internet, blockchain technology, uh, AI, and all these other different things that they're coming out with now, the, you know, prior to the last, what, uh, 40, 50 years, that none of, none of this has been possible. And maybe less time than that. But right now, here we are. We're staring the thing right in the face. And we're in 2024 now, and I mean, prophecies are just sweeping by us. But to some people, they're not even on the radar. I heard my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, say many times that there were, you know, there were <clears throat> hundreds of prophecies, uh, well over a hundred very identifiable prophecies in the Old Testament <clears throat> about the first coming of Jesus Christ, and most of the world missed it because they didn't understand those prophecies. And they were very specific prophecies but if you're not paying attention, if you're not studying, if you're not, you know, uh, understanding the clues and everything, you'll miss it. Well, now we've got up close to a thousand prophecies concerning the second coming of Jesus Christ when he will come and establish his kingdom here on the earth. And the majority of the world has no clue that this stuff is even happening. They just think that ah, there's something wrong with the World Economic Forum and I don't like them because the Klaus Schwab guy looks like a German, uh, a Nazi type situation. and you know, I, I, I know something's wrong with it, but I can't put my finger on it. But the Bible tells us exactly what's going on, uh, and it's coming up on us really quick. Okay, so with that said, I've got a bunch more. Maybe we'll have to finish some of it on Monday and, and next week, but uh, let's go to the phones. Um, let's go to George in Ohio. God bless George. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hello. How you doing, George? Oh, doing well. How are you today? I'm doing tremendous. I, uh, what's your question? Okay, I'm having a problem hearing you, but I want to give you my question. Uh, yesterday you were saying that religion is being fractured about homosexuality, and I've been around for years, and uh, you can count on me from here to eternity. But there's a scripture that Jesus said, what you bound on earth are bound in heaven. And what you loose on earth, I'll loose in heaven. Yes. Now, a lot of them are using that scripture to say that they could loose the the, 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 the scripture that says homosexuality is, 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 is evil. Right. And that God will loose it in heaven. Can you explain that scripture that says, what you bound on earth, I'll bound in heaven. And what you loose on earth, I'll loose in heaven. Yes, sir. Matthew 16, 19 is actually referring to a minister at the time of baptism. It is not referring, I know there are religions that would, are um, looking at this and saying, well, hey, we, we've been given the power to decide what is allowable and what's not allowable. That simply is not the case. When a minister baptizes somebody, when somebody comes and they're a candidate for baptism and the minister baptizes them, then their sins are washed away. And that's what this is referring to here. It's not referring to somebody who has the power 
to say this is allowable in a church and this is not. Because, and when I say somebody's a candidate for baptism, if somebody comes to me for baptism and I have a chat with them, and um, I'll give you a for instance. I had somebody come to me uh, to get baptized years ago. And I, in the course of a conversation that we had, I, they found, I found out that they were not married. And I said, well, they were boyfriend, girlfriend. And I said, well, you, are you but they were living together. And I said, are you guys going to continue to living together? And they said, yes. I said, well, when are you going to get married? And he said, well, probably not going to get married until after the first year. It was like six or eight months away. And I said, well, I can't really baptize you because when somebody's baptized, they got to make up their mind. I'm going to live for God the rest of the days of my life and a premarital uh, intimate relationship is not, um, that's not a godly thing. So anyway, I had to tell them, I, I can't, I'll, when, we, when you get married, I'll baptize you. When you, you know, if you're going to be get married today, whatever, we'll baptize you. But until then, I can't. So it is, that's what this is referring to, is that some people would not be a candidate. My father-in-law, before he used to baptize people, he would say, have you made up in your mind to serve the Lord the rest of the days of your life? If somebody has not made up their mind to do that, they're not a candidate for baptism. And that's what Matthew 16, 19 is really referring to. A lot of people, like you say, have twisted that and said, well, hey, we've been given the power to determine what's right and wrong in a church. That is simply not the case. The Bible is very specific on um, different things, and we've got to align our lives up with the Bible, not what man thinks, but it's what God thinks. So. Um, that's the best answer I have for your question there, George. Well, thank you. You cleared it up with me. Okay. You have a nice day. All right. God bless you, my friend, and I do thank you for the call. And I uh, got a lot of calls here. Let me go to Birch Gold uh, real quick, and then we'll, um, we'll continue on. You know, the, these world government enthusiasts, the World Economic Forum, and all these other people, central banks around the world, they want to impose digital currencies and digital IDs and all these things. And these would allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze or seize part of all of your money. You know, Donald Trump made the statement the other day, if I become president again, I'm never going to allow a central bank digital currency to be implemented here in the United States. And so a very interesting statement, right? I, I hope that's true. But in essence, the central bank digital currencies and things, they would enable the government to be able to take more control over your personal finances. So there, there are some concerned Americans that are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you, you, you know, maybe you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account. You can go to birchgold.com slash endtime to get your free info kit on gold. If you have an IRA or a, a um, let's say a 401k from a, maybe a, a, a past employer that's just sitting around gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you convert it into an IRA in gold, and you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. So go to birchgold.com slash endtime and claim your free info kit on gold because if digital currency does become a reality, you may want to have some gold to fall back on. Okay. Now, um, next question here. Let's go to John in Tennessee. God bless John. Welcome to the End Time Show. Good afternoon, Dave. How are you today? I'm doing tremendous. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Good. Anyway, uh, I'm really not surprised about Sweden. I wouldn't know 
Yeah. Wouldn't have been surprised if it was any of them, but Sweden is talking about breaking away from the uh, European Union or having trouble with the European Union because I think that the one world government is going to necessarily have to go through a lot of changes before they settle down with the Ten Horns and the small horn bringing up and taking out three of them and getting all their countries set in a row to where they've got everything down. Right. I think all that will probably happen the first three years of the uh, last week. Right. Daniel's last week, three and a half years, and then they'll have it confirmed and gone into it the last three and a half, and then they'll take over and do what they're doing. Yeah. We know that there's countries that are not going to be involved, like Jordan and Israel and the United States, and there also must be others that are not because the Antichrist is plagued with small wars he's trying to run things around so sure. we know there's other people that aren't going to agree with him right and i think probably people are beginning to get but they need to keep getting the idea first concern yourself with the kingdom of god you're ready to go at any time amen put yourself under god's protection and then let him lead you through life and it will not bother you yeah this will be a time of joy, not a time of fear. And that's one of the big things we got to watch. Amen. Um, anyway, just yeah. a few remarks I wanted to throw in there and uh, make sure that you guys are doing all right, you and yours. And yes, sir. Yep, doing well. Uh, okay. we're, we're, we're running. <laughs> but it's, it's, a, it's, it's a happy I time. I mean, I'm, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my entire life, and I'm working harder than I've ever worked in my entire life. So uh, it, it's a God thing, John. Yes, indeed it is. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Good to talk to you. Have a wonderful week. <laughs> you too. God bless you, my friend. And everybody, what John is talking about here is that Sweden, there's a huge uh, movement there, and they have decided to pull out of the Sustainable Development Goals, Agenda 2030. And, man, when I read this article, I thought, man, I wish this was America uh, because this is one of the main things. This is the United Nations socialistic blueprint to govern the entire planet and Sweden has decided to pull out of this and this is one of the articles if I have time today I'll go through it but um, it's talking about how they had they had socialistic rulers a socialistic administration that was in there they're out and now now there is a conservative um, administration and now they've said hey we're not going to comply with this 2030 agenda and they started pulling out of that and their economy is starting to scream. And so I'm telling you, it's restrictions by the United Nations. It's propaganda. It's exactly what COP28 was all about, that, that um, United Nations climate change meeting that was all about pushing the sustainable development goals. They've got the, the equality, climate, all of these things are part of the sustainable development goals. They were originally the millennium development goals. Now they're the sustainable development goals. And Sweden has now said, I've got an article here from the Gateway Pundit, if you want to read it. It's called Huge, or in other words, Breaking News. Um, Sweden is scrapping Agenda 2030 goals. And I love it. And so if we had time, I'll go through some of it. If not, I may wait till next week. But wow, this is awesome because every, every country on the planet should do this. I know that they won't. But I'm hopefully that our next president, whoever that is, will say we're no longer going to be part of Agenda 2030 and pull us out of that. 
um, so that we, we can quit all this wealth redistribution and our company giving, our country giving billions and billions of dollars to these green slush funds for no reasons. It's all based on propaganda because it's socialistic wealth redistribution and I just simply hate to see it happen to the United States of America. Okay, let's go to um, another caller here, Annabelle in Missouri. God bless. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hi. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sure. How are you today, Dave? I'm doing tremendous. How are you? Great. Pretty good. good. Uh, my question or comment, too, uh, is about the Antichrist. Yeah. I was listening uh, to someone. I don't want to say the name in case I'm wrong, but... Uh, he had figured out that before King Charles became king, his name had added up to 666. Mm -hmm. By some means, they used... <clears throat> so I was wondering if he had been considered as the Antichrist. He would be... Um, he would probably maybe be on my top 20 list uh, as a potential uh -huh. candidate. Uh, however, at this time, I don't think anybody on the planet knows who the... Matter of fact, I know... This is a fact. Nobody on the planet knows who the Antichrist is. There's no way. The right. Bible says he's revealed at the time when he stands in a rebuilt Jewish temple and proclaims to be God. Can we mm -hmm. speculate? Sure, I speculate all the time. But mm -hmm. there's no way. The, according to Scripture, he is not revealed uh, until he does that event. So, uh, you know, people die all the time. People uh, lose their positions. I mean, a lot of different things can happen between now and and when that event happens. So, and, you know, a mm -hmm. lot of people thought Ronald Wilson Reagan was the Antichrist because it had Ronald, six letter, Wilson, and then Reagan, 666. A lot of people thought mm -hmm. he was. But the fact is, according to Scripture, nobody knows who the Antichrist is right now. Again, we can speculate until right. the cows come home, but at this point, <laughs> nobody does. But I, I certainly would put King Charles up there, probably in the top 20, maybe top 25 list along with a few others. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, an interesting side note is that he, uh, or there was talk that he was going to give the throne over to his son, Ch uh, Philip. I heard that. And, uh, yeah, and made you made me wonder if uh, maybe that was giving going to free him up to become the Antichrist right. and the Savior of uh, Israel. You right. Know? Yeah, I mean, uh, again, a lot of things can happen. You're talking about politics. Something could happen yeah. to him, and, I mean, God forbid, I'm not saying I want this to happen, but, I mean, something could happen to him at dinner tonight, and he go off the scene tomorrow, and ten other people come in line. I mean, I, I don't know at this point, and I'm just giving you guys, you know, the most true answers that I can come up with. I don't want to sensationalize uh -huh. stuff because that doesn't right. do anybody any good. So I'm telling you, right. from me sitting here studying this, I live in this world, to my knowledge, and I'm going according to Scripture, nobody, nobody knows who the Antichrist is right now. They can't. It, it's impossible, right. because we're at least three and a half years away from him, when the Bible says he will be revealed. A lot can happen in three and a half years. Okay, yeah. Yep. Oh, did you uh, also uh, want to ask uh, here just today, I believe it was, that Biden had been caught on a hot mic saying that uh, if Texas, the governor, didn't comply with him letting so many aliens in, immigrants, yeah. uh, that he would send in the 
Air Force. So I, I heard, I didn't hear it myself, so this is hearsay on my part, but I, somebody told me about that, um, but I, can, I, I cannot confirm or deny that. Because, uh -huh. Oh, so I, I, to, to be honest with you, I think it is AI, so I, I don't mm -hmm. know if that's true or not. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I, you know, at this point, until I saw it for myself, I can't confirm or deny that. Um, that would be a pretty strong statement, even from a, yeah. a uh, you know, even from Joe Biden. I know All that right. there is a big ruckus down there on the southern border and that the National Guard and a lot of people are down there setting up Bob, uh, that uh, Constantine wire and all this other stuff. At this point, mm -hmm. um, I don't know if Joe Biden said that or not. That's, mm -hmm. that'd be purely speculation on my part. part. Yeah. Yeah. I heard it about it. Sound like him, but uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I won't deny that, but <laughs> yeah. um, whether, I, whether I can confirm that, I cannot. Well, it just kind of flabbergasts you, you know, and right. makes your blood boil to think that he'd <laughs> do something to one of his own states, you know. No, I, I, I well, honestly, he's actually probably doing worse things than that because he's selling us down the river to these globalists, and he's also, with Israel, he is removing the sanctions off of Iran, allowing them to help pay for the ring of fire that they have against Israel. So, I mean, he's, uh, it's, it's a horrific situation what's going on in Washington, D.C. Hopefully yeah. in November, that will all change. We'll have to see. Um, we pray we make it till then. <laughs> I understand. Well, I, I, <laughs> thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, all right. Well, God bless you, my friend, and, and thank you for you. the call. All right, everybody. Thank so you, I, got, I got some callers coming up, and I'm going to go straight to you. When we get back from the break here, I don't want to cut you guys in half. I'm going to go to Richard in Missouri when we come back from the break, and then we'll get to the rest of you guys before we get home, or before we uh, go home, I should say. But um, again, I want to make sure you guys know that I'm going to be in Winsboro, Louisiana, um, at the Winsboro UPC, 2510 Loop Road, Winsboro, and that's Sunday morning, 1030. Um, that'll be January 21st, this coming Sunday, and then uh, Sunday evening at the same church, 6 p.m. And if you have not heard this new lesson I'm teaching, The Green Horseman in World War III, you have got to hear that because it's a very eye-opening, what's going on in the Middle East. More people are talking about World War III than at any time in my life. I mean, used to it was a few articles here and there, but you can go uh, look them up now, World War III or anything close to that. And man, there is just articles everywhere on this stuff. Um, and so, certainly need to look into it. There's many inflection points around the world, but I, I mainly will focus on the Middle East, but all of them could tie into it in one way or another, because they're all thick as thieves with each other, Russia, China, and Iran, so we'll have to see how all this plays out. I know World War III is coming, but um, I'm going to go straight back to the phones on the other side of the break, and uh, got a lot of good questions coming up, so you won't want to miss that. Don't touch that dial. And for those of you that will meet me in Winsboro, Louisiana this weekend, I'm looking forward to meeting all of you. God bless. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before?
one third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 End Time. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. You know, everybody, I'm, <clears throat> I don't always get to, when we go to on an open line situation like this, I don't always get to all of the articles that I have. I'll put a, I'll put a full program together. And so if you want to, uh, most of these articles I have posted on my Facebook page and on End Time Ministries Facebook page. You can go to Dave Robin, or David Robbins or go to End Time Ministries Facebook page and these articles are on there um, that you can read. There's one, I'll tell you this and then we'll go straight to the phones. There's an interesting article that I posted from LifeSite. And the title of the article is, is How to Stop Digital Banking from Controlling Everything You Own. And one of the cool things I saw in that is that North Dakota has a sovereign state bank. I didn't know that. And that um, the state of Florida legislature is getting ready to introduce legislation for state banking in the state of Florida. Now, if every state were to do that, and the retailers would accept that, and we had a means of commerce besides the Federal Reserve, now that would, that would be very interesting. And so it's a, it's a pretty good article. So um, again, that is LifeSite, How to Stop Digital Banking from Controlling Everything You Own. It's pretty good. Now, uh, like I said, I'll go straight back to the phones here. Let's go to Richard in Missouri. God bless Richard. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hey, uh, praise the Lord. Uh, my question is this. I know you've been asked this several times, but if you can give a little bit more of uh, understanding for me. Yes, sir. If we're supposed to understand that there's a major difference between post and pre, mm-hmm. How do we handle that if our pastor is on the wrong side of that? And <laughs> is this a salvation issue? Okay. Number one, it is not a salvation at issue at this point. Okay? Right now, it's, it's a, a, a difference of opinion. Some people, and I don't know your pastor from Adam, so let's say I'm not talking about him. Uh, maybe he'd come up a different way, but th- there's a lot of guys that came through these Bible colleges who were taught Clarence Larkin's Dispensational Truth Book. And I know a lot of them, I, I, I have friends that teach that because uh, I have, when they, if they've ever went and taught prophecy somewhere and give a handout, 
I've got a handout from one of them, and it referenced Clarence Larkin and had his big charts that he used to teach. A lot of these guys on TV and different places, they used to have like a 40-foot chart behind them, and it was all these different images and all this stuff. Well, a lot of that, almost all of those came from Clarence Larkin. So a lot of these guys who went through Bible colleges and seminaries and different things, they were taught Clarence Larkin's dispensational truth, and he taught a pre-trib. So they thought, well, hey, this guy's got it all figured out. It must be a pre-tribulation rapture. Okay, so it's not a salvation issue at this point. Let me um, explain. Because if we get off, in, some of these guys are just absolutely staunch pre-tribulation. No, we've got to be gone before the Antichrist comes on the scene because of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 which it doesn't say the church is going to be gone there, by the way. But anyway, some of them have been taught that so much they think that. However, when we get to the mark of the beast, when the Antichrist comes on the scene and the mark of the beast starts to be doled out, there is a danger that some people might take it thinking, well, this can't be the mark of the beast because the church is going to be gone when this is implemented. Now that could be a danger. And I don't, I don't know if a true Christian could take... Um, matter of fact, I, I know that a true Christian won't take the mark of the beast. You're not going to be able to take it accidentally. But for a, anybody who knows anything about the Bible, for them to put a, uh, a mark of identification on your, in your hand or your forehead and for you to worship the Antichrist or to worship the world governing system in the Antichrist, I don't, there's no way a true Christian could do that, okay? So you're not going to do it accidentally. But, it, you know, there is a chance that, you know, somebody who really didn't understand the prophecies, uh, could they do something like that? Possibly. Um, and that, th at that point, yeah, it becomes a salvation issue. So, uh, at this point, no, it's not. It's just, I mean, my, my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, his, his mom and dad were, believed in a pre-trib. Irvin Baxter believed in a post-trib. They're both, they're all, all of them are gone now, but yet I believe with my whole heart that they're all in heaven. However, um, you ask a question about how do, you, how do you deal with your pastor if he doesn't agree with you. Number one, don't quit the church. Okay, not the, and you say, well, I wasn't thinking about doing that. I've had people ask me, should I quit going to the guy's church? No. I mean, if I was in a church where, the, thankfully, I'm in a church where the pastor says, hey, I believe what end time believes. <laughs> I've heard him say that from the pulpit. So I, it's... I have a very privileged position. However, could I go to a church? Now, when I'm saying me, I'm talking about I'm, I'm end time ministries personified. So it would be kind of maybe difficult because I really couldn't, I could never do a prophecy conference at the church. I do a prophecy conference in our church every year here, uh, but it would be difficult for me. But for me to just be a saint in the church, I, I could probably do that um, unless the guy was just trying to cram it down my throat. I, I, you know, and I, at that point, I got to go have a conversation and say, look, you know, uh, I, I'm teaching end time Bible studies and stuff here and uh, it's not going to help. So the thing is, I would, to, if it were me, I would go to the pastor and say, look, um, I'd like to just have a conversation with you. And he says, look, I, you know, okay, great, let's go out and have a cup of coffee. You have the conversation. If he says, look, I'm still not convinced, man, just let it go. And what I would do is I would go out and start teaching end-time Bible study and start winning souls. Because if you started filling up pews in the church and the pastor saw that, 
he's going to think, man, there's something to this. Uh, if you, if you go, and I'm not saying this is you, Richard, but if, you, if somebody goes to their pastor and just wants to argue, that's absolutely not the way to do it. I would start winning souls like crazy. Our pastor has seen, oh, since the late 90s, about six or 700 people won to God through end-time Bible studies in his church. Now, he's sold. I mean, that guy's sold. There ain't no denying it. So, if somebody was to do that in a church, and he says, well, man, how are you winning all these people to God? And you say, end-time Bible studies. He's going to take another look at this thing, I promise you. And um, so that's how I would approach it. You know, I've, I've never got anywhere arguing with anybody. How, and I'm not saying you're wanting to do that, but I'm saying some people I've come across have, has been argumentative with their pastor, and the guy just shuts down. Well, I kind of get it. Um, but if you go to him and say, I'd just like to have a cup of coffee, let's discuss this. If he says no, then I would say, well, I'm going to teach Bible study, end-time Bible studies, and I'm just going to start building the kingdom of God with it. Man, take off and run, and uh, I guarantee you he'll have to take a second look at it. Um, that's the way I would approach it. Uh, and, you know, I, I've talked to, I talk to pastors for years now. And one, one of the things, I would, I would do this, Richard. This is an exercise. When, a lot of times when I go out to do a prophecy conference and the pastor doesn't believe in a post-trib rapture, which is what we, I believe the Bible teaches. And, and um, I've had one of them, call, I'll, give you, I'll just be transparent with you, man. I don't care. I love you guys. You love me. So I'll just be transparent. I went out to a prophecy conference one time and the pastor didn't believe in a post-trib rapture. So, he, Richard, are you with me? Yes, sir. Okay, I'm, man, I'm, I'm doing all the talking. Sorry about that. But, right, um, no, you, that's, that's what I need you to do. Okay. Need, <laughs> you need to be quiet. <laughs> yeah, so what I did, and I think we're going to come up on a break here, so if we do, I'll, I'll get you on the other side of the break. But I went out to a, do a prophecy conference one time, and they, the, before I got there, Somebody called me and said, hey, uh, the bishop, so what happens is there's a pastor, and sometimes if the bishop wants to retire, the guy who's the original pastor, he'll become the bishop, and then a, a pastor will come in. Well, before I got there, somebody called me and said, hey, I just want you to know what's going on. You're going to go do this prophecy conference in, in X church, I'll say. And the bishop got up and did a three-night prophecy series teaching the church what they believe. And now you're going in this weekend, and so he said, I want you to know what you're up against. Well, I don't care about that. I mean, I'm going to go in here and teach what the Bible says, and, you know, everybody will lead friends. Um, I've never made an enemy doing that. So I, I, um, we, I got in there. I taught what we teach. And when we got done, when the conference was over, I did a Saturday night, Sunday morning. We went out to lunch, and then me and my wife were going to head to the airport on a Sunday afternoon. The pastor the bishop and all their family gathered around, their whole ministry team uh, gathered around this big table in this restaurant and they said, okay, Brother Robbins, we want to we wanna handle this post-trib issue. And I said, all right, let's go. So it's me and my wife sitting there and there's these people all around this big old table. And so I was like, all right, let's go. I sat back and just crossed my legs and they started hitting me with questions. Well, I started firing back the answer to them. And I said, all right, I said, you guys can convert me right now in 
five minutes. And they were like, really? I said, yeah. I said, let me do an exercise with you. And if you can, if, if you can give me the answer to this, I'll, I'll, I will actually get on the radio and say we made a mistake that there's actually a pre-trib rapture. And they were like, oh, here we go. I mean, they were licking their chops. We're going to convert Dave Robbins and End Time Ministries and a whole ball of whack. So I said, okay, do this for me. Um, can you give me a scripture where the Bible tells us how to baptize, let's say. And they were like, man, they fired a scripture at me. And I said, uh, give me a scripture that tells who created the heavens and the earth. Oh, Genesis 1-1. And, you know, how many gods are there? Deuteronomy 6-4. I mean, they're just throwing the scriptures at me. So I, I did this for a couple minutes. Just, I, I, I lobbed them softballs, Richard. And then I said, okay, now, if you guys can give me one verse or a passage that says the rapture where Jesus Christ will come in the clouds, send his angels with the sound of a great trumpet to gather his elect unto him. If you can give me one verse or passage in the Bible of the 31,000 plus verses, just give me one that says that event, the rapture, happens before the, tri the great tribulation, I'll change what I believe. And I sit back and cross my legs and just stared at them. And they, they were looking at each other. Look, the pastor was looking at the bishop. The bishop was looking at the pastor. Their ministry team, they were all going back and forth. And I kid you not, Richard, one of the guys on the ministry team said, Oh, that's Larkin 314. And I said, That's my point. There's not one verse in the Bible that says that the rapture occurs before the tribulation. So, I had to... They were like, man, I've never looked at it like that before. Well, I've done that exercise with my pastor friends and people all over the United States for years, and not one person has ever given me the verse that says, they can give me verses for all the rest of them, but not one person has ever given me the scripture that says the rapture, where Jesus comes in the clouds, send his angels with the sound of a great trump to gather his elect, there's, they've never given me a verse that says that event happens before the Great Tribulation. So, at that point, I've converted a lot of them. Some of them I haven't, but we all part as friends. Um, so, I tell you what, here's the break I was talking about, Richard. Yes, Can you hold over the break? Well, yeah, I don't have to stay online for you to finish okay. it. If you... Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I do thank you for the call. I know you opened up kind of a can of worms with me, um, but... The thing is, I love it. I love the discussion. Thank you for the call, my friend. And I'll continue on a little bit after the break, and then we'll get back to the phones. But um, just sticking by the Word of God. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere.
Okay, everybody, so uh, let me really quick mention Ready Pantry. Um, you know, as Americans, we want to believe that the grocery store, uh, they're always going to be there and that, you know, we're going to have food and the supply chains are going to be there because we've seen them quickly collapse over the last few years, right? Food supplies could diminish. But, you know, we pray for the best, but we, we still prepare, right? There's nothing wrong with that. What if there was a way that you could have an affordable three-month emergency supply of food? three, nine, 12 months, well, there is. Readypantry.com slash endtime offers amazing 25-year shelf-stable food. They, they have breakfast, lunch, dinners, and desserts, and not to mention that there's a peace of mind just knowing that you might have an emergency supply of food uh, in the back, even if your electricity goes out or anything. So Ready Pantry, it's an American-based company, and all the products are sourced right here in America. There are some food storage companies on the internet. They're selling food, we're told, that has been sitting on the warehouse for years. You don't want that. Ready Pantry delivers the freshest products that are packaged within the last couple months. That's what's going to be delivered to your door. Now, uh, also Ready Pantry, they offer discounts of up to 20% for three to 12 month supplies. And if you go to readypantry.com slash endtime, use code endtime, you can save an additional 10% off your order and you never pay shipping. So, you can also stock your pantry with buy now, pay later options that's available at checkout by going to readypantry.com slash endtime. Now, really quick to follow up on what Richard said because this is, man, this is a hot topic right now, pre-trib pre versus post-trib. A lot of my friends ask me about this all the time when I go do prophecy conferences, but here's the deal. I've, I've talked to them over the time, uh, uh, over the years, and t two of the big things that come up about this, and I'll, I'll try to clear it up here, is that they say, number one, that we're not, well, I ask them for these scriptures, and they're like, Dave, look, I understand all that, but we're not appointed under the wrath of God. The church is going to be gone when the Great Tribulation comes. And I'm like, did you not know that the, the Great Tribulation is not the wrath of God? A lot of times I've seen their brain explode. Now, not literally, but um, kind of symbolically. They're like, what? I've been taught my whole life. The Great Tribulation is the, is the wrath of God. It's not. The Great Tribulation is the wrath of Satan. I'm thinking about writing a big article coming up on the, 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 um, the wrath of Satan versus the wrath of God. The Great Tribulation, that three and one half year period, just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ, that's the wrath of Satan. That's Revelation chapter 12. That's the great tribulation. So the wrath of God is the vials of the wrath of God in Revelation 16, the seven vials of the wrath of God. The Bible says we're not appointed under the wrath of God. I agree with that scripture 110%, but the great tribulation is not the wrath of God. It's the wrath of Satan. A lot of people have said, well, I can't believe that God would beat up his bride before he comes back and gets her. He's not going to. The Bible doesn't say he will, nor do I believe he will. But the fact of the matter is, is that Satan has always persecuted the church, all the way from the, from the apostles, all the way through. There have been millions of Christians put to death. They would not deny the name of Jesus. They would not deny their faith. And so they were martyred. So, there will be some people that go through that in the end time. Let's just face it. 
There are people that are going to be persecuted. They're, they're being Christians persecuted from the very get-go. And so, but that when it comes to the vials of the wrath of God, the first vials poured out upon those who received the mark of the beast, the rest of them are focused on the armies that come down against Israel to battle. Read Revelation chapter 16. So, the, the not appointed unto the wrath of God argument for a preterb rapture, that goes out the window. The second one that I always get when I ask for this verse that um, pr uh, stating that Jesus Christ will come in the clouds, send his angels with the sound of a great trumpet to gather the elect, um, give me, that happens before the great tribulation, I say, give me a verse for that. They're like, oh, that's Revelation 3.10. Well, Revelation 3.10 says this, because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I will also keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Here's the problem. And that's not the rapture. It doesn't say anything about the church being pulled out. None of that before the great tribulation. But you have to understand the segmentation of the book of Revelation. Revelation 1.19 says, John, write the things which you have seen, which is chapter 1. Write the things which are 2,000 years ago when John was on the earth. That's chapter 2 and 3, to writing letters to the seven churches that were on the earth back when John was here, and then, and then in Revelation 1.19 it says, and the things which you have seen, the things which are, and the things which will be hereafter. Well, in Revelation chapter 4 verse 1, the angel says, John, come up hither and I will show you things which will be hereafter. So what he's doing, he's simply showing John, the Revelation 4.1 begins the prophetic portion of the book of Revelation. It, it, Revelation 4.1 has nothing to do with the rapture. Nothing. So, once you understand the segmentation of the book of Revelation, then you got to look at Revelation 3.10 and say, oh man, he was talking to the church about a time, that the, the church of Philadelphia here in Revelation 3.10, about a time of temptation that would come upon the whole earth. You say, how do you know he was talking to the seven churches? Well, number one, the Bible tells us. But also, if you go to back to Revelation chapter 2, verse 10, He's talking to um, the church in Smyrna here, and he says, For none of these things uh, which thou shalt suffer, behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried, and you shall have tribulation ten days. This is not talking about the great tribulation. The Bible in many places tells us that the great tribulation is three and one half years, not, not ten days. So, Revelation 3.10 is not, absolutely not proof for a pre-tribulation rapture. So, wow, Richard, look at the can of worms you opened, but I love it. Um, okay, man, sorry about everybody taking up your time, but that's just, man, that's hot on the press right now. And so we got to talk about it. Okay, let's go to the phones very quickly. Um, let's go to Trey in Texas. God bless Trey. Welcome to the End Time Show. Yes, two points. Uh, I saw the MSNBC in all these people saying there's all these racist uh, uh, Christian people voting for Trump. Well, yeah. we do have a right to vote for who we want to, and just because we vote Christian does not mean, or we what we believe is in the best interest of Christianity does not mean we're racist. Right. And secondly, uh, we have to get make sure we have a Senate uh, that will be held by the Republicans, because otherwise Trump will be neutered, and this is going to come down to the courts. I still think there might be some possible Supreme Court justice be replaced by some of the Sotomayor and possibly Clarence Thomas. 
Mm-hmm. So it's very important that we get a Senate that will confirm conservative justices yeah. because they have the last say. A president can only nominate, and yeah. a lot of people just don't understand that. And I just think that we vote the Bible at all levels. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, a lot of these issues that Donald Trump would need to go through the Senate to pass, sure. However, there are a lot of things he can do that, and you found this out through the Biden administration, there's a lot of things he can do that they don't need Congress for. And so that's why it's important to get, obviously, the, the House and the Senate and the right candidate for president in there because they all have, you know, specific powers. And um, it's very important that we get, you know, the right person in there for the job period because they've got executive orders and they've got all kinds of things, uh, the powers of the president. Also, the president, like Sweden, the president could say, we're not going to be part, like, like Donald Trump, remember when he pulled us out of the World Health Organization? And then, or he was in the process of doing that when Joe Biden pushed us back into it. But I mean, there's things like that that Donald Trump can do, pulling us out of these world governing um, tentacles of the octopus um, that he wouldn't need Congress for. Because the fact of the matter is, Trey, is that when you get into some of these election processes, these politicians are really good at selling you on something, but then they know in the back of their mind, I'm a rhino. And, and when we, when I, you know, I went in before and said, okay, I'm going to vote straight Republican. And then when the guy got in office, I'm like, what in the world? He's doing the opposite that I thought he was going to do when he got in there. So the, the Republican-Democrat thing, it, it, it's almost kind of almost, not totally, but it's almost kind of went out the window for me because I've seen so many rhinos come through that, and Republican in name only, that is, I was like, man. And I understand the Council on Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, all of them, grooming these people to take these offices over the years and the young global leaders of, of uh, the World Economic Forum and everything, I, I understand all that. So I understand that these people are being groomed to take these spots so the, the, um, the establishment here in America has been able to keep, keep hold of the government. And so um, I, at the end of the day, Trey, I'm, 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 I'm voting, but I trust God too. I mean, I, because... At the end of the day, that's, that's all we can do. I'm, I'm asking God to let His will be done this November, and um, that's the best I can do as a Christian minister. Well, I agree with you wholeheartedly, yes, sir, but we have to go out and vote. And we, no, have no. Vote for the, we have to go out and vote for the people who best represent uh, the, the Bible, regardless of their label. But yeah. As yep. we've seen, though, the Democratic Party has been really anti-Bible, anti-Christian yes, sir. over the years. And yes, sir. I just I just could never vote Democrat ever again. I used to be a Democrat, yeah. but like I tell people, I didn't leave the Democratic Party, they left me. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing. Really? I mean, when you, talk about, um, when you talk about an issue like abortion, I mean, to me, that's as cut and dried as it gets. Uh, somebody's pro-abortion and somebody's anti-abortion. I mean, I'm looking at all the issues. But for me, that one right there is just, you know, abortion, globalism, a lot of different things. But, I mean, abortion, man, when you're talking about some of the things these people are trying to pass where they would allow a baby to be, like, some of them, some of them are pro-partial birth abortion. Okay, was that, I mean, I'm pro-life. I mean, I am as pro-life as it gets. And so, um, for me, it's a cut and dried issue, but I, I understand what you're saying, Trey. Listen, thank you so much. You have a wonderful and blessed day. Enjoy your weekend to everybody said hi. <laughs> All right, Trey. To to God bless you, my friend. Thank and you. and yes, I sir. do thank you for the call. Um, 
Let's go to Sam right here in Texas. God bless Sam. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hey, uh, I know the, the Antichrist is going to do uh, Stop a Daily Sacrifice. Yes, sir. Uh, the Antichrist, and we'll know that it's him. But he's also going to uproot three of the ten kings. I wonder if that happens before and we would know who the Antichrist is before he stops the daily sacrifice, or do we know the order that's going to happen? Right. So I think it will all happen pretty much simultaneously. Now, uh, because if that was to happen prior to then I would say, you know what, man, I mean, I can almost guarantee you who the Antichrist is. I think that the Antichrist will come to power. Once World War III happens, that's going to become the, the entrance ramp pretty much for the Antichrist. Most of the nations will yield up their sovereignty. The Antichrist will start coming to power and eventually usurp authority over that world governing body. And when he does that, he'll probably, now, honestly, can I give you a for sure? Is it six months before he stands in the temple proclaiming to be God. I don't know the timeline there, um, but it's got to be pretty close to the same time because if he was to do that, you know, um, several years before, I could almost put my finger on him. And I don't know if we're going to... The Bible says he's revealed when he um, causes the sacrifices to stop and stands in the temple and proclaims to be God. So I don't know if I can put my finger on the timing of that. The Bible doesn't give us the specific timing. It just says the Antichrist will. Maybe he'll do it immediately after that. I don't know at this point. I uh, wish I could give you a better answer, Sam, but I don't know that the Bible gives us one. We'll just It gives us clues, and we're just going to have to watch for them. So, uh, man, I'm sorry I got so much time. The time just went so quickly today. It does every time I do one of these call-ins. But I want to say God bless each and every one of you. I'm sorry for leaving some of you all on the phone. But um, we'll look forward to hitting it again next week. God bless everybody. See you Monday.